Thank you for choosing this podcast. This is a working class production. What's going on, everybody? Suspended so with Paige back. We're going to get right into it. You can't say the name right. Hey, hey, hey. You can't say the name right. We're going to get right into it. Uh, I'm Rachel, if you forgot. Yeah, and I'm Al. And let me tell you something. We, this is our third attempt at this intro. We're both a little lit off the plum wine. I'm going to give you, you know, full disclosure. It is a Monday night, and I'm here with my lady. And we're getting a little loose before, you know, we do this podcast. So we just finished episode five. It was called, you had the name for it? Mm-hmm. What is it? Hurry. It just popped up. It just came up. Mm. What is it? It just came up. Okay. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Give me your drink. Ah, whatever. The All episode right. is called It Just Came Up. All right. So, <laughs> she's great. what you guys don't see, because <laughs> this is a podcast, is that she's taking my drink. Yeah. But she's already guzzled her down. We need to set down. up a camera. What's going on? We can set up a camera. Suspended with paid YouTube. So, we start out. It looks like Arabella is back with Biagio. Before we go there, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you. I apologize. We got to give them our takeaways from this episode. What, what are your takeaways? Take- what are your takeaways? Uh, my takeaways are obviously that the situation uh, of rape is not handled with care um, between genders. Uh, explain. Well, I can go a little deeper with it. Uh, Kwame's situation is totally uh, not welcoming when he goes to uh, file to for the, his, yeah, you know, his situation. Yeah, to his police, the police department, which we'll, of course, get into a little later. Um, another takeaway is the the gray area when dealing with uh, a victim and uh, the person who calls the, the, the crime. There's, there's some gray area. In some form, in some ways, you would think once somebody is raped or hurt in some type of way, the immediate response is to just get away from that person, don't ever talk to them again. But then you've seen this from this episode that that's not it's not that cut and dry. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, mm-hmm. you know. Um, any takeaways from you? Um, I picked up on both of those points that you you made. Okay, and then also, um, kind of just like. The, the different ways that um, this type of situation is um, used, some for benefit, some for not. We'll right. get into that later, but that's... All right, so go ahead. We start off with Bella and it looks Zane. Like she's, it looks like she is... She's fantasizing about being with Biagio, but she's really with Zane. Right. Have you ever been in that situation? <laughs> <laughs> or you fantasize about somebody else? Never, babe. Sure, Never. sure, 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 sure. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> this is this is the episode where she discovers that Zane is a rapist, right? Because she's just she happens to be scrolling through her podcast um, selections. I think I saw suspended with pay on there, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, it was on there for sure. And um, she just listens to a random podcast, and they they describe exactly what she went through with him secretly taking off the condom and they're saying that that is rape now let me let me uh give a little context to for us and our relationship how that kind of uh manifests itself 
anytime Rachel gets a random text or a call from me throughout the day about a concept that I've had, nine times out of ten, it's been gathered from some podcast that I listen oh, to. Oh, yes. And, 100%. Uh, it made me think about something. And being that she's my girlfriend, I literally... I'm your person. She's my person. So... To be completely honest, when I get, the, I, she knows the she knows the rules of this relationship. Hey, I'm sorry if I got some random thought. I'm the person that you, you got. I got to give it to you. Sorry. Um, so but, I see the value of podcasts, listening to podcasts. Absolutely. What you're saying. Yeah, and and short short order. Um, but yeah, I think that's the world that we live in now. Podcasts are a way that we can express feelings and uh, get thoughts out there and think on a higher level sometimes. And that yeah, because unless she's going to back to that therapy session where else would she hear somebody talk about that situation like women are not coming together and talking about all the ways they've been raped or what right. they feel is, is rape that was um it was pretty spot on yeah totally there's a, there's a couple episodes a couple scenes in this episode that i thought like yeah this really shows the, the world that we live in now mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the signs of the times so um so yeah now first of all let me let me just say this I feel like Bella was flexing on y'all, showing off the yoga. Just oh, one hundred percent. It was a flex. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to get into yoga. Yeah, I remember back in the day, somebody that's sitting across from me, goal wow. was to. I feel like you're coming at me because I never achieved a, hand, a full handstand. Yeah, a full erect handstand. Yeah, you you still got time. I, I, you know, I was pulling for from afar. I was like, you can do this. Because she had the goal of doing it for her son. I did. I need, you know what? I'm going to get back on it. I'm going to get back on it. So, I'm going to get back on um, it. Yeah. So, yeah, she was flexing out through this episode with the yoga. So, what's interesting about that scene you're talking about when she was doing yoga with Terry? No, right? no. When she was in. Oh, in the beginning with, okay, when she was in Zane's apartment. And that's interesting. So, because then I think where it's to allude that Zane and her are continuing to have sex. Because they're in his apartment. They're in yeah, his yeah, apartment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, well, let's, let's just assume that that's the situation. So with her gathering the information that he could potentially be a rapist, she's still in a situation where she's still dealing with him. So what I don't understand is her dramatic exit. Like she leaves with no shoes and a shirt on. Like at that moment, she's she's working off pure emotion. Mm -hmm. She just leaves. Yeah. But then she ends up back at his apartment. Yeah. I don't really, I know I skipped a lot, but I don't really understand... What does that say about Bella? And maybe are you talking about the the, the painting scene? Yes. Um, that was strange for me to watch too. Because she because before that they go to the the sitting with the the publishing house and everything, and right. she very uh, craftfully like it admits that he is the rapist. Well, let's talk about that then, because that was an interesting scene for me too. Because, um. My takeaway from that scene was did the people not care? Was it about business as usual? Like she came and said that the person that's at the same table as them is a rapist and has rape. No, 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 no. So you don't you didn't get what she did. What you mean? She was just like, Oh, yes, I've been raped. His DNA is at my house. Yeah. I even have his name. Yeah. Zane, blah, blah, blah. Thank you for being so supportive. No, I read that differently. I, That's what she did. That's why I said she did it so craftily. She said, I know his name. And then she said his name, but then right. continued her sentence and said, thank you for helping me with my work. Right. Okay. So she she admitted it, but right. I didn't that's read why it that everybody way, but turned to look to him. probably right. 
Yeah, she was like, I know Zane. Zane, whatever, thank you so much for being here and helping me with my work. Right. And so he was like, <gasps> Right. You know? Um God, another another scene that you just interpreted the right way and I just it just well, flew I'm here. by me. I'm the so, yin, you're the um, yang. So yeah. I like the fact that we see that there is the lady Susie Henney mm-hmm. is the publicist. So yeah. And the reason why that's important, that, that just shows you that representation matters because you know, I think the default is that's a white woman. Right. You and know. so that's kind of what I was saying at the beginning. One of my takeaways was the fact that once she finds out that Bella has been raped, she instantly wants to capitalize on it. Yeah, absolutely. She likes the fact that she's I a black hear that woman. Story. Right. A black woman. No, but for me, it wasn't like we want we want to get your message out because other women women could have been going through this. It was more like, oh, you're going to be so much more appealing because you're black. You have this bald head. You've been raped. There's so many layers to your story. Like you'll be, this will be great for publicity. Publicity, right? <laughs> that's one of those words I can't say. Well, sorry. Yeah. Um, that's what was my takeaway from it. Because, and then my other question is: Is Susie super fake, or is that just how she is? I think it's just how she is. I don't know. I think it's just how she is. Um, let me go through my notes some more here. Yeah, that was that's how I saw that scene. Susie was just like, "Oh, you've been raped." Excellent. This will be great on our bio about you. You know, you have to share this story. That's my whole point. Like, does anybody care? Oh, I don't know. Uh, How do you react to that? Someone sits down at a formal meeting and they're just like, oh, yeah. So that was my other takeaway is that we see Bella. She is going through this process of, of whatever healing. And now she's super casual about the situation. Right. Even at the um, the police station when she's there with Terry and Kwame. And they're giving her an update on the DNA and a, a potential right. suspect. So I think you might She's be onto something jokes. about um, in that scene. I was really watching Terry intently, and it just like seems like Terry at the police station. At the police station, mm-hmm. it's like Terry is very um, dismissive, flippant. Uh, she's. Something something's going on there. I think so I'm gonna put annoyed. a pin in that. I think she's annoyed. She could be that Bella is not taking it. Not that she's not taking it seriously, but like. She, maybe she's just like, I would do it differently. Like, you've been raped. You need to tell this person. You need to tell that person. Why are you, why are you dragging your feet? Potentially. So let me go back to the scene with Henny House, the lady, Susie Henny. Susie. Yeah. You also nailed something in that, in this episode too, because we are seeing black women in places of authority, places Mm -hmm. of power. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I noticed that with this episode. Even we, with the um the cops. The, the cops. The black yeah, cops talk with the high top. She uh, Yeah, you got the I think that's the commentary. It's like women have replaced the man role, you know? Mm-hmm. I think they're just making a conscious effort to to cast. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure, but think about it. Even with the you would think that the threesome would be the 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 uh the man coming up with that situation now we see they're a empowering woman women. empowering yeah. that situation that had a threesome I mean, because women are into threesomes like they're True. just they're just finding or finding maybe it's about finding your sexual voice and being comfortable to say those things right i think that if this series in general 
creates that space and it i mean we like women we know what we talk about we know what we're into but I, maybe it's it's taboo to be open about that stuff or to talk about it so yeah. but even think about the whole rape situation where a lot of times in the past if a woman's raped it's like mm, did it really happen is this ser- is this a serious allegation now you see it with Kwame, with his situation mm-hmm. is where now he's getting. Yeah, not, I picked up on that too. It was it was not handled with care. Right. You said that earlier, but yeah. it was it was obviously even like the sign on the door that yeah. said it's Cl- supposed to be closed. Closed, and his, right? His, you know, he got his business all out in the street. So that scene of him in the um, the police station talking to the cop, who obviously was uncomfortable and just didn't know what to do with him with Kwame taking the report. I think he was uh uh what's the word I'm looking for? Um uh, undertrained for that position. I'm sure that he had never had a homosexual man come in and rep- report a rape. He didn't know how to deal with it. Right. So it just reminded me of situations I've been in where I've gone to gone somewhere for very specific care or very specific service. And they look at me like I have three heads. Like, we've never seen a case like this. It's like, I'm in the fucking emergency room. Like, you've never seen somebody with a broken leg. Like, some sh- like that. Right. So, for him to walk in there and the guy's, like, asking him all these random questions. And he's just like, I'm telling you that I have been raped. I've been, like, sexually violated. And right. you are, you know, you, we're bickering over this guy's name. Like, I have the address. You said that. Yeah. We have the address. Why are we worried about his username? Horny right. guy. Eight right. <laughs> 800 right so but to to the police officers not credit but in a lot of lifestyles that are not mainstream there are uh portions that the american average person not even american just don't know about yeah, but rape is rape what does it have to do with gender it doesn't you're right and even the white the white woman that walked in and she's like are you okay right and then she was really just checking on him. She wasn't coming in to help him. She right. was just passing through. You almost get a glimpse of him thinking like, oh, finally, someone's coming in here. But if he had been a woman, it right. would have they would have done a lot more coddling, 100%. Yeah. The fact that he's a man and he's a gay man, yeah. I think, is you know has to, has to do a lot with the insensitivity that went on. And then he ended up leaving. Yeah. And, you know, it goes also to, it could be a racial thing, too. Could be. In a sense that, you know, a lot of times with black people, our pain isn't seen as real pain. Yeah. We're, we're over-exaggerating. Now, we did confirm that what we thought on last episode. We weren't sure. We weren't sure, but we find out. It was humping. Yeah, it was humping. It was um, involuntary humping. Involuntary humping, yes. So, we did find that out. Um, you know, nevertheless... You know, unwanted humping or unwanted well, anything. So that's what I have, uh, I think, why this series is so valuable because that is, I've never heard of that. Right. And I would say his situation is more about, um, like, the fact that nobody is really taking it seriously. Because even the cop was kind of like, well, I don't know how, I need to get a, go get a special unit to take care of this. Like, I don't really know how to handle this. Right. Um, it just, I think his, looking into his life, it shines a light on, um, the power of your voice yeah. and the power of being able to say no. And that was very <clears> subtle <throat> what you just said. And it was very subtle because he did say, I'm gonna go and get somebody, right? He did. But, he did. but think about that. 
who came? He came back. He came back. Because they didn't have nobody. Nah. Is that true? He probably couldn't find anybody. Furry was like, I don't fucking know. No, Take I his... thought somebody was like, nah, I'm busy. Go handle it know. yourself. I don't know. But I think Kwame's situation has much more to do with less than a physical effect that he had. Like, he wasn't raped, like, penetrated. He doesn't know if he was penetrated. Or it's a very physical effect. It's more of a an emotional, like... Oh, absolutely. I mean, not saying that physical yeah. rape isn't emotionally draining, but and I think the for... side effects of him just being... Um, taking over yeah not having control right i i have a friend who has a situation like that where mm-hmm. she was held by a family member you know and um are you, you mean like held captive or just hugged hugged okay hugged for a uh a unwanted hug mm-hmm. and it stuck with her for years because she felt like you know um she was violated mm-hmm and for some people, they might just brush that off. But I've seen this woman go through it, not sleep, you know, uh, want to just be angry at her family because they did nothing about it, you know? Did she tell? She did. She How old did. was she? She was she was uh, in her 20s. Really? Yeah. When it happened? When it happened. It was, you know, a, a, a man came and, you know, uh, held her. And and kissed her, and you know it was it wasn't wanted, and yeah. So for some people, they may be like just get over it. Some people, when you have your power taken away like that, they can't get over it, and it it haunts them. And for somebody like Kwame to um, his situation to just be kind of like brushed off, like imagine what that can do. Yeah. To the validity, especially when you're seeing your friend get so much care mm-hmm. with her situation. Mm-hmm. So. And he's probably in a space, too, where he's just like, because he, he Googles it. Is it is unwanted humping right. considered rape? He probably didn't consider it before. Right. And that's the beautiful thing about this podcast, too. Not the podcast. Yes, this podcast <laughs> and the show is that even with us, I've talked to Rachel outside of the, um, you know, we, we do talk outside of here. <laughs> and, um. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've said to her like you know I've listened back to some of the stuff and I'm like we've said some ignorant stuff not knowing our own personal bias based upon you know our upbringing mm-hmm. um, it may be a heterosexual bias towards this show that we just say flipping stuff and then when you listen back you're like yeah I shouldn't Ew, have said that I sound like that yeah right. um and that's the beautiful thing about our podcast and this show that there's some education going on you know yeah, yeah. I've had to say uh. Like there was, I'll give you an example that I, I cut out a couple of episodes ago. It was talking about the threesome and I or the train, whichever <laughs> one. Um, I said that a threesome is between uh, a, excuse me, a train is a, a man. He has sex with a woman and then that man Multiple leaves men and, and then another, the next man comes right. in. Whereas I didn't even factor in that that's not necessarily the only dynamics of there being a threesome or there being a train there are different combinations it doesn't have to be it could be all men it could be all women you know so uh just i would say that our listeners understand that we are we're just human and we have no sure we're not trying to be but i'm happy but i'm happy that i'm now conscious of the certain things that i'm saying now even if i can just cut them out and edit but (laughs) um yeah so back to the podcast (laughs) this is my therapy session 
I don't understand why Bella keeps subjecting herself to uh, being around Zane. Zane. I think she wants to. I think she. Uh, she's playing games. She's playing games. Yeah. But why? Like, how is this? I think she's conflicted in her head. She's trying to work it out. I mean, she, do you think her cutting her hair off had anything to do with him? Yeah. 1,000%. So she cuts all her hair off and then she goes back to the apartment. People are conflicted. She calls him out at the publishing meeting, but then she goes back to the apartment. Uh, I can say the same thing about women that get beat. They go back to the person that, you know, that uh, a lot of times they go back. Like sometimes it's not so cut and dry like, oh, you know. And I, I think for her it's not cut and dry. Cause she doesn't want to believe. Cause truth be told, she wouldn't. I don't think that whole thing would have happened had that the girl Sean come up to her and said, "Yo, this is a thing." Did she say that though? Yes. What did she say? She basically said, "Yo, this is his mo. He's done this before." Did they talk about the kind of thing? Uh, she said, "You can't resist his something, his wiles or something." I think that it was alluded to that. First of all, even in her even in her speech, she said, I had somebody confirm. Right, I didn't which I didn't understand because the girl didn't say she did. We had sex and he took the condom she off. She did. That's why it was so important that he was like at the meeting. Have I seen do Yeah, I, that was messed up. Yeah, have I seen you before? Yeah, he have was, we met? His... And she's like, Yeah, we used to work at such and such. I.e., we used to fuck. Right. Yeah. Well, anyway, I just, um, yeah, maybe she's working through it and she keeps being around him. But um, I don't know. So that so let's get to the climax of the episode. Uh, Great word. <laughs> so they end up at this book reading or literature yeah. reading. Yeah. Um, and I think it was a, the way it was played. I think it was a minority themed uh, yeah, reading. Yeah, everyone was. Of non-white. Right. Right. And even at the, the previous meeting with uh what's her Susie? name Susie she even asked was her friend Terry right Terry black mm-hmm. or non-white excellent and she was like excellent yeah. so um, so okay speaking of and Terry, shout out to her because that does matter like we need to see more black yeah, and brown see, play I don't know that it that Susie is genuine I don't know if she's doing it you know like people are capitalizing on black lives matter and all these things it's just like all these companies are now like promoting black people and it's like yeah. are you doing it because you really believe in it or because it looks good for the company. And I feel Susie is really just an opportunist and she's trying to do whatever she can do to, to sell. Well, it could, it could be both. It could be both. I guess. She's just so fake. I mean, if you're giving a black person an opportunity in a platform, what's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with Unless it. Unless you're like a Kanye but dang, West. Can you, you have know, like but... a good intention? Like, why do we have to uh, make money off the backs of like someone's tragedy? You know? But I guess it's therapeutic for her to share. Anyway, moving on. So I was going to talk Sorry. about Terry. I question Terry's inexperience with acting. I don't understand. Maybe she's a new actor. What are you trying to say? Terry, the character. Yeah. Because she she was asking Bella about stage fright. And she's like, is that a real thing? And I'm just like, have you acted before? Like, is this? (laughs) And so, but, what? Go ahead. Well, I think... uh, Maybe she's never acted on stage. What the fuck has she been doing? She could be acting uh, in you YouTube know? videos. She could be doing, uh, you know. Well, I guess. Yeah. I really don't get it. But. I think theater acting and. She was reading a, a passage from Bella's book. 
or writing. It was not. She wasn't even acting. She was nervous. I get it. But damn, she said to her, if you ever have your your literature read, I need to be the one to read it. So you don't think uh, Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle get nervous? Of course. So why wouldn't it be the same? But have you ever, we've never seen her act. We saw her in front of the the, the, the feminist movement audition or something. So what do you want from her? What do you want? So, okay, I say that to say this. Okay, all right. <laughs> say that to say this. All right, fair enough. I, at that, that scene where they were there and she's just like, I can't do this. She was questioning, what is stage fright? Is it stage fright? And like the buildup was coming and then she's like, I can't go on. I was like, yeah, what is, are you an actor? What the? But in the end, her hesitation right. to go on actually opened up the space for Bella to go out and speak. And go viral. Truth. Right. <laughs> and speak her truth. You're going to feel it. Right. Anyway. Shout out to the uh, the guy on the lights because he did definitely follow your boy <laughs> all the way around. He was like, oh, I'm going to get you. He followed him around with that light. That's gangster. And his mother was in the crowd. Zane's mm, mother was in the crowd. mama. And your mother heard it. So that uh, speech was not necessarily the highlight for me for this episode. The highlight for me, they do a lot with the storytelling. Uh, just holding on shots. I think the highlight for me, and I think it's the commentary. They have a lot of jump cuts. Do they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, the haircut was a jump cut. And even when she's doing yoga, no, 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 when they're, yes, her and Terry are doing yoga, there's a jump cut to, it, it's just the continuity itself, but I guess it's it's on purpose, obviously. Like, they're just. The time is probably passed. Yeah, they're just showing the time, the passage of time. But um, the, the beautiful thing that I took away from, because after this whole moment, uh, they find out they go to the bar, Terry, Bella, and Sean, ah, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, uh, uh. so Sean go to the bar. They find out they've gone viral. Uh, Terry's been turned into Her a video, meme. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that that was the commentary. That was the highlight for me because um, it just goes to show you the last shot in that scene was just them all in their yeah. phones. Mm-hmm. And that is indicative of the times we live in um, that, that the attention that that moment got had them all in awe mm-hmm. that they're all in their phones just amazed at this moment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on the and after that then there's a scene a great scene with uh Kwame no oh there's another scene uh is there a scene with Kwame yeah Terry texts Kwame and says check your social media and he's sitting on his bed and he just puts his phone down right because he had just come from the police station so right. he's right. still in that he he has not been listened to the scene i was talking about is the conversation between uh bellagio and bella if you just remove an l from his name it becomes biagio and then that's what his name is you're killing the joke <laughs> maybe it needed to be killed i don't know <laughs> maybe you're doing the Although lord's Bilbo work didn't make <laughs> Bilbo. So, uh, Bilbo. <laughs> so biagio and Bella, um, and he's like, if you wouldn't have, uh, if you would have just watched your drink, you wouldn't have. And that's just personal, uh, you know. It's frustration. Well, be- yes, because now and he's he's caught up in a situation that he has to go to the precinct, right. and he's a drug dealer. Um, right. But that's not the part either. Oh. The part for me is, you talked about how you know off air when we were watching, talking about how real her cry was. That that's the way that you cry. It's real quick. Damn. It's real quick. And they need to know about you. They need to know. Yes, her cries are real. They are. On this show. There's one of those. Bur- Even when she cried in the, in um, the police station. Real. And she covers her face. Yeah. It's just you like. You do that too? 
Yeah, you don't want people to see you crying. I'll have an ugly cry. Yeah. You'll see it. Don't worry. <laughs> so, uh, I already have. <laughs> <laughs> Fun times. That was actually my pretty cry. Oh, so that was you're with, in okay. for a treat. Oh goodness. So oh, I could, I can, I can make it out. I'm sure. Is that it right there? <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Then she cries, and then she goes right into taking selfies and posting it on the gram or whatever this imaginary social media is that she has, and she gets the gratification she that she find, needs. Yeah, she finds And that was my last note. That, Same. That social media has now become the drug Yeah. for us. When you have no one else, you have social media. Right. And if you have a presence, then that's all you need. Right. And the, the Your fans will love you. And then the heart comes out the phone, and that's almost depressing it reminded me of something that would have been in uh euphoria 100 percent. you know i liked it though because they have never used those type of graphics yeah and it wasn't expected it's so out of place i was like all right this is kind of cool no nah, i thought it was depressing like i was like dang that's really what it is now. and it was in slow motion it was like that's the heart moving yeah that's the um, sound effect I thought that was just, you know. And it was in time with her smile, you know. Right. I just. But, you know, I don't know. That's not, it's not 100% negative because sometimes you need that validation. She needs, she needs that support right now. You know, she just got cussed out by Biagio, making her feel like it was her fault that yeah, she's, but, you know, ruining you his know life. What? You're probably right. But I just feel like it's just so empty calories. Instead of doing, instead of, instead of just sitting in your sorrow. She, you know, which this is me watching the show and taking this out, but um, maybe that maybe that is for herself. So what should you like drink or something or do a line no, of coke? No, no, I'm not saying she has to do anything like that by drinking, but I think you're you're getting instant gratification. It's a, and it's going to end up blowing up in your face in the long run. It is a it is a tricky it's a coping mechanism. Yes, it is because it's just as quickly as they can make you feel good, they can make you feel bad. Right. And I've always said, you know, you shouldn't be dependent on your emotions. You shouldn't be so dependent on your emotions that something can make you happy and sad at the same time. That's easier said than done. Yeah, but if you work at it. Yeah, totally. Um, but people need, but it's tough to do the work because you gotta, That's, you gotta look inward. The work is the work. The work is the work. See, why do I get into these therapy sessions after? Yeah, the yeah. The work is the work, but I don't know that that's that may work for her, but I think. In the long run, that's going to be detrimental to her mm. success because now you're relying on a certain amount of likes or and pe most people. And once you don't get those likes, it's like I think uh, I hear you and I do agree semi. But I also think that we have to realize that the world has changed so drastically and that that is a way that people handle things. Yeah. And uh, and that's why exactly why I'm not on social media. Well, you're not on social media because. You're just not popular. That too. That is very true. And with that, I'm going to go cry in the corner somewhere. And you're going to see my <laughs> ugly quick, cry. Quick cry. We're <laughs> <laughs> gone. Yep. So this is, uh, I guess, this is the, anything else you want to say? That's it. Stay tuned for episode six. Yeah, we'll be back next week, next Monday. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.